This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. Topic number three with Jonathan Fwamley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, Michael? I'm doing very, very well. So you and I knew this was coming, uh, but there's a lot of vocabulary that I think is going to happen as as co- the commercial market, hotels, multi- multifamily, office, retail kind of work themselves out. And there's one word that I want the average investor to hear and, and appreciate what it is, and that is what's called a special servicer. Can you sort of define what the, what, what it is and, and when did they come into play? Well, uh, so a special ser- when you have a loan, right? You get a loan from the bank for a, re- a piece of real estate. Mm-hmm. It is then somebody has to service it. Now, some of the smaller banks, community banks, what have you, they keep these loans on their balance sheet and they service them themselves, which means they're sending you the bills every month they're receiving your money every month. They're applying it towards that mortgage. They're calculating the principal pay down. They're doing all that sort of stuff. If you get behind, they're the ones who are chasing you to pay. That's what the servicer does. And now in some situations where you have, say, a lot of commercial property situations, the servicer is somebody else other than the bank, mm-hmm. right? There, there are Some of the banks are engaged in this servicing business. So like I had a loan from JP Morgan that was securitized and then it was serviced by KeyBank, mm. right? And KeyBank had got some kind of you know, a few basis points or whatever to be the the institution that was essentially making sure mm-hmm. the loan was getting paid. You have then what's called the special servicer, which can come into play in a number of different situations. So the servicer is just who's you know dealing with the the routine operation of the loan, right? Special servicer kind of sits above them and has more of like a more discretion to kind of like make decisions about the loan itself, Mm. right? So for instance, I had to deal with special servicer when I was uh, replacing my management company, right? I had, so actually like the the servicer didn't have the discretion to make the decision to approve it it had to go up to the special servicer. Uh, same thing as when I sold my portfolio, but the special servicer was involved in doing the defeasance of the loans, right? So, but normally you're not dealing with them. The other time that they come into play though is when the loan gets into trouble. And then the special servicer is the one who is in charge of the workout of the loan, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go into default, it's gonna get kicked up to the special servicer or kicked over to a special servicer, uh, depending on how this is being run. And the special servicer is now going to, because now this is like a different sort of skill set. The servicer is just literally servicing. It's like sending the bills, getting the money, you know, it's really administrative. They have no discretion to do anything really. The special servicer is the one with discretion to foreclose, to rewrite the loan terms, to do like whatever they need to do, put it, you know, call. Kick, kick you out as the operator and you know bring in a receiver, wh- whatever, 
you know, they're, they're, they're the ones who are like the heavy who can come in and change stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and so now I, I want to hear why you're bringing up this topic today, because what are you hearing? Yeah, because the I'm the chatter you're hearing. Well, I'm hearing more and more about special servicers coming in in New York was a couple of topics. So I go, I think it's the real deal website, yeah. mm -hmm. right? I, I go there, I check out New York, I check out San Francisco, LA. And there's now hotels that have gone special servicing. There's actually a couple, there's seven multifamily assets in New York that just went special servicing. The auction is I think next week or something. Interesting. Right. And these are all, these were all value add class A properties that just got caught in the whole rent strike value add, you know, half full. And they're like, ah, I'm out. Right. My, and basically it's the mezzanine loans that caught them and it's just walking away. And again, I take that on top of what I saw. I think I reported on Monday all the, not all the big cities, but New York, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, LA, San Francisco, and I think one more, all had 20% rent drops in studio apartments. Mm. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. Right? And then retail, retail, class A retail. There's about a thousand malls in America, 250 of them or thereabouts are class A. Class A value of malls down 45%. Yeah. This is the loans are going to blow up and they're going to go to special servicing. And I bring this up and I want to do it with you because as a, as a residential person, right. My experience is REO agents, right. It was all onesie, twosie banks, all of that. But, you know, I think opportunities are going to come from special servicing. I think it warrants networking with them becoming, yes. becoming the right answer. Uh, and I just think this is a term that maybe is, whispered today but will be screamed in 18 months and i want to get ahead of it yeah well ironically enough it's <clears throat> too bad we're not having this phone call tomorrow because yeah. i'm actually speaking with a, a lend with a bank tomorrow about okay. this very topic um to start basically start this process of networking my way into look at that uh, into being the solution right for the for loans that go bad uh yeah. it's it can't you know so obviously you know the real pain has been in retail and uh, and hospitality because those are the ones that have been you know hit mm -hmm. uh, hospitality directly you know retail has been getting hammered for a while and now this is you know yeah. covid is really uh, you know another nail in the coffin um, but you're right there are some there are some cities where uh, multifamily has also been hit really hard because people are just you know, they just got to get out of the city when there's nothing to do mm -hmm. and nowhere to go and they need more space. So, uh, you know, that has definitely hit Manhattan. Interestingly enough, it, just in terms of New York City, mm -hmm. I was reading yesterday that uh, that Brooklyn is doing very well yes. right now, real estate wise. Manhattan is sucking wind, but Brooklyn is is basically holding its value quite well because that's where a lot of people are going right mm -hmm. from Manhattan. Um, which is great since I live in Brooklyn and I own in Brooklyn. So that makes me happy because uh, I was, you know, I was worried about the value of, of our place when this all started. But um, I mean, just anecdotally, like we had a record sale in our, our building a couple oh, of months wow. ago. Great. So, uh, so it continues unabated in, in Brooklyn or, or maybe even there's Can more say, tailwinds behind just, it. Just selfishly, I have a place in Queens. I mean, is Queens and yeah. Queens sucking wind or is it okay? Uh, I, it's not doing as well as Brooklyn. Okay, I just wanted it's not, to ask. It's not benefiting. Yeah, it probably also depends on where in Queens. Astoria, well. I think, is Astoria? yeah. Astoria is probably one of the places that's doing well, because it's right next to Manhattan. It's similar to Brooklyn in the sense it's really neighborhoody and green, and yeah. like it, 
is. It's, it's okay, nice cool. in, the, yeah. in Astoria. So I, I would bet that Astoria is, is probably one of the places that's benefiting from the exodus from Manhattan. Okay, cool. Sorry, well. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but uh, that, so. the, the special servicing, again, I think, again, I think, first off, this is why you're good at what you do, because you're investing your time early with no guaranteed return. And I know you, you're going to do this dozens of times with special services, lunch, cocktail, network, help, whatever you can do. Well, it's all phone calls now, but well, yeah. it's, it's yeah. that's where it starts, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and you're doing it now, likely, you know, for a yes answer or even not a yes answer, the opportunity in 12 to 18 months, right? You're, you're doing this early, which is, I just want to applaud you for. And it's why I wanted to talk today because Maybe some other folks could, uh, you know, pick this up and, and figure out who the special services are yep. at, just at their banks. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you are looking to buy multifamily, like right now, everybody believes that multifamily is, you know, <laughs> the safest asset in the world and they're bidding up the prices. Right. And, and like, it's it just like in the last recession, multifamily did better than every other real estate asset, mm -hmm. but it, but that's because it, you know, it, it didn't decline as much as everything else did. Right. And right now what we have is, you know, a lot of capital pouring into multifamily because where else are you going to go? Right. And it, we haven't, we're not yet seeing, although we may start, you know, we may start to see a, a, a phenomenon where the hotel investors come back because the prices of hotels have just gotten to be so attractive yeah. that they know that this is a good bet to make because, vaccines are coming, people are going to want to, as soon as they can travel, people are going to want to start traveling. So if you can buy these assets for, you know, 50 cents on the dollar or less, or yeah. less, yeah. which you, which it looks like you can now, yeah, absolutely. then some of the money is going to, is going to start going, it's going to start flowing over there. Right. Yeah, and the totally same with agree. retail. I mean, they're going to, people are going to really savvy retail investors are going to say, okay, yeah, retail has taken a big hit. But it's not all retail. There's there's some retail that's done really well in the recession, uh, you know, because of COVID. There's some retail that has really proven itself in this in this event, and those assets are gonna, you know, they're gonna be fine. There's also the ability to repurpose a lot of these assets, right? Exactly. So, the retail assets or big box. I mean, big box to storage is a big thing. Big box to, you know, experiential. Uh, things is a big thing now. Obviously, that's COVID is a headwind for that, but that won't be forever either, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, the there those kind of savvy investors are going to go back into those those markets, mm -hmm. uh, and that'll pull some of the capital out of out of multifamily. But what's going to happen with multifamily though is there are going to be some operators who have to refinance, and with they're, with the declines they've had in, in occupancy and collections, uh, they're not going to be able to refinance, and that's going to be quite difficult for them to do. So there are going to be opportunity. There are going to be foreclosures coming, even though the asset prices are very high. What that means is that if you can get your hands on these assets that are being sold in a distressed situation, you can probably turn around and sell them very quickly, or you're just getting you know, you're building in a lot of equity right away mm -hmm. in the, in these assets because there's still so much tension. So the way that you're going to go about doing this is go to your local bank and find out who the real, the REO officer, the real estate owned officer is, get to know them now. Yes. Right? And, exactly. get to, and get to know before this happens, when everybody's going to be knocking at their door, get to know them now 
and, and demonstrate to them that you have the ability to close these deals, right? And so whatever your level is that you can do it at, if, if, you know, if all you can do is come up with, you know, 50,000 bucks to take, you know, to, for the down payment on an asset, well, whatever that translates into, if that's a triplex or a quad or whatever, yeah, go, go look for those. Right. Exactly. So, because there's going to be some opportunity and um, you know, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. The opportunity is clear to me. The timing is a little fuzzy. It's, you know, it's probably a year out or so, but to your point, do your work early because uh, yeah. in a year's time, everybody will be there and, they'll stop talking to people right now. Not a lot of people are talking to them. Yeah. It's a good time to talk to them because right now with, with, you know, such a, a, a frenzy behind multifamily, nobody sees any trouble ahead Exactly for multifamily. Right. So there, there, there's not, except for like in those areas that, that have been hit, especially hard by COVID like, you know, New York, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, even there, what we see is it's, it's not everywhere. It's not all of New York city. It's, it's Manhattan primarily, right? So. Yep. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you for this week. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I just want to thank you for your time and I'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. I look forward to it every week. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>